It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast is sponsored by TourTips.com, the online golf betting resource. TourTip subscriptions for 2021 have been reduced by up to 50%. Their email service is now a free subscription. For all the best in-depth stats and information, visit tour-tips.com, the online golf betting resource. Welcome to the home of the best golf betting tips. All the best bets for the upcoming tournaments, all from experts and all in one place. From the home of the Bet Bites podcast, this is Bet Bites Golf with Dave Tyndall and James Butler. We've had some success as we've gone through the last few days from the action at Royal St. George's. And as always, to preview the final round of this major. I'm joined by Dave Tyndall. And Dave, your tips yesterday, you had that uh, six-fold acker on the two balls. We were not far away, were we? Well, very close, yeah. We we put up six two balls, five of them landed, and one was a tie. It was actually the first one on the kind of tee times, Sergio Garcia. But we did get a bit of correspondence by someone who'd actually listened after Sergio had already teed off, so... All the other five landed for him, which was good. I did say on the podcast that you might want to play these in various ways, trebles and Canadians and all that sort of business combining them. So hopefully a few people made a bit of money on that because, as I say, we got five out of six and a tie. Yeah, sometimes it pays to listen to the podcast late, but we don't want to. We don't. We don't want to encourage that kind of attitude, that lackadaisical attitude. But um, looking ahead to the uh, other final round, Dave, let me just go through the top end of the. The uh, scoreboard at the moment, Louis Eusthazen is leading on 12 under. Colin Morikawa, my mate, go on, Colin. Uh, he's 11 under. Jordan Spieth, 9 under. You've got Corey Connors in there at 8 under. So he's Scotty Scheffler as well. And it's a decent leaderboard, that, isn't it? Going into that final round. I mean, Louis Eusthazen, the bridesmaid of recent majors, can he hang on? And how far down that leaderboard can we go in terms of looking for a winner? Yeah, so on your on your latter point, that that is a good question. Uh, so some of the stats that are doing the rounds. Are, um, are you saying my first point wasn't a good question? <laughs> the second one was an even better point, but so we'll, <laughs> we'll come back to the first one. The second one, yeah, how far back can you be? If you want to go really historically, Justin Ray on Twitter said ninety four percent of Open champions since nineteen hundred were within four of the lead. Oh, well, so that, that means we're in the top five then, aren't we? We're talking yeah. Eustazen, Morikawa, Spieth, Connors and Scheffler. Yeah, so that's knocking out John Rahm, which I've, I've said all along. I, I just thought he'd given him too much to do. So uh, that supports that. 
There's another stat, 17 of the last 20 were within three of the lead, so that you could knock out Connors and Scheffler. So it's it's almost what your instincts tell you, that probably, almost certainly, one of Ustase and Morikawa and Spieth are going to win this. I can't disagree. I, me- I remember in the US Open, we had, we had a bit of leeway, didn't we? We put up Ram on the final day at 12s and he won, uh, but I can't see a similar argument this time because I think the the leaders, I mean, those top three we've talked about, they're all they're all major winners, Moose Days and Morikawa Spieth. I think it's a, it's a tough one to then pick who will win. I, I think if you keep an eye on the in-running betting, that might be the way to go. It might be the case that Spieth makes a surge and then Moose Days and Morikawa's odds drift out a little bit. I think my thoughts overall, that as this is our podcast, James, and your love for Colin Morikawa, it would be daft if we somehow didn't back him in some way this week. So I think he's going to be the bet at two to one. Yeah, the, following it yesterday, um, the we kind of had a lot of golf plays yesterday and it almost ended with the scoreboard as you were at, yeah. the, at the start of it, didn't it? But um, Colin one shot off Louis Eustace and Jordan Spieth uh, three back from Louis as well. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I messaged you, I think, on uh, during round two, wasn't it? Come on, Colin, come on, Colin. Because yeah. uh, I've, I've developed quite a, quite a kind of uh, affection for Colin Morikawa. I hope he does it. And in terms of, I mean, you're, you're talking about backing him. How are we going to go go for that? I mean, look at the uh, the top end of the um, markets at the moment. You've got Louis Tayson. He's the favourite. He's leading. He's 13 to 8. You've got Colin in there at threes. Jordan Spieth, possibly the value, isn't he? 11 to 2 there, but obviously with a bit more to do. John Rahm is uh, a lot further back. 18 to 1. Scotty Scheffler, 20s. Yeah, I don't know where you're seeing three. I think two is the best price on Marikawa, but actually two to one with everybody. Oh, that's my Sunday morning eyes, Dave. It is two, uh, yes. Okay. So it's a bit short, but I mean, the way he played yesterday after a, a sort of wobbly start just showed how much control he was in. And I, I made this point yesterday. It's, it's not like the weather's suddenly going to turn into some ridiculous open, you know, gusting winds and battle where he'll go, whoa, that's throwing him off target. So... Yeah, he's going to be the pick at two to one. You, you could maybe save a bit of stake back and and let the others start faster, and then he might drift out to threes or whatever. But I think Morikawa, it's it's asking an awful lot of Ustase to lead after every round on his own. That doesn't happen very often, and he got a bit ragged on the back nine yesterday. Spieth obviously had that terrible finish when he just seemed to run out of concentration at the end and bogeyed seventeen and eighteen. I think Morikawa, he's he, unlike the other two. Morikawa's got no um, kind of scar tissue in, in this position. All he's ever done is got close, gone into the final round with a chance of a, one, of a win and one. Who stays and has had all those near misses. Spieth has started to, um, I think it was the 2016, yeah, 2000, well, it was 2016 and he messed up at Augusta and then he's messed up again in other majors a little bit. He used to think of him as rock solid, but maybe not so much. Uh, nowadays and who stays and I think I read a stat of his last eight leads he's only converted two of them I think he used to be better at converting early in his career so you do get this sort of build-up of scar tissue when a few times it goes wrong from the front and then they start to look a bit vulnerable but for Morikawa it's not happened that way yet he's, he just looked like absolute iron when he's in the mix so for various reasons I think he's going to be our bet. Colin Morikawa then at two to one not three to one as I aforementionedly stated Right, I know that on these final rounds, you usually like a little bit of a two-ball hacker. Is that where we're going on this Sunday? Yes, you've uh, you've guessed correctly. Uh, so you're, you're so predictable, Dave. <laughs> the, um, 
The tea times were quite a bit earlier today, so just bear that in mind. Recording this about 9am, first few groups are already out on the course. Kevin Kistner's one under for the day, breaking news, although that won't, won't make much sense in a, in a bit of a while. Um, six over, so the, the stragglers are, are getting on board. So I'm going to look a bit nearer the front end so people have a chance to, to get their bets on. So the first one I'm going to look at is the match at 12.50. And that's Danny Willett to beat Cameron Tringali. Willett won our match bet yesterday for us, uh, which was good. Uh, he had a, a little wobble here and there, but generally played solid enough and won that match bet. Tringale took a bit of a back step. He was up against Ram and didn't do so well. So I've said with Willett, he, he tends to, once he's having a good week, he, he can see it through. So Willett, that was a decent price at six to five odds against to beat Tringali. So that's the first one. And Robert McIntyre to beat Andy Sullivan. McIntyre shot the round of the day yesterday, 65. I read his quotes. He said he's been playing great, but just not finishing off with the putter. Uh, but he did put well yesterday. And we, we saw him finish well in the last open. Uh, shot 68 at Rush in the final round to finish sixth. So he's 18th now. He could, again, push towards that top 10. So he's going the right way. He's got the momentum. I think he can... Pip Sullivan, who's, who's had a good week, but I just think McIntyre's got them, got the forces with him a little bit. So uh, McIntyre to win that one at one fifteen. Then we move on to the two oh five match: Mackenzie Hughes versus Dylan Fratelli, the Canadian versus the South African. Hughes played really well in the US Open. Don't you remember his ball got stuck up a tree in the final round? Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. So maybe he's due to a bit of luck this time. Um, in round four, but again, he, he was the more solid of the two yesterday. Finished fast, which was good. Fratelli looked quite like he was out of rhythm a bit. He's got a bit of a quick rhythm and it, it can go wrong. And I just thought Hughes has looked more solid um, overall. And again, it's decent. It's virtually even money, 19 to 20, Mackenzie Hughes. Dylan Fratelli, he joined the, uh, the Sky Camp just before he teed off yesterday came across as a really nice lad and he and he was the third reserve he, he basically had to choose to come across to fly over on the off chance of getting a place at this open so it's already been a successful week for him hasn't it yeah he's had a good week yeah um but just his play yesterday just started to just sort of look uh maybe he's feeling it a bit so yeah it's a close one that one um but Hughes so maybe just do a break and the final one I don't I think Rahm's too far back to win at five shots back but I do think he can finish pretty fast. Um, he's up against Scheffler. I kind of want Scheffler to, he's my pick from the out, outset. I got, I got 50 to one a few weeks ago. And I don't know if you saw this tweet. Do you remember the podcast we recorded at Christmas? Yes. I put Scheffler up at 150 to one back then. I had to listen back to some of, some of the tips were dreadful, let's be honest, but that one, <laughs> that one's looking quite good, actually. Well, I mean, to be fair to you and Ben, um, Ben Colley, who was on that podcast with you, if you're throwing around 150 to ones and 250 oh, yeah. to ones, you're going to get a couple wrong here and there, aren't you? Yeah, you're going to look a bit of a, you know, red-faced with some of them. But um, yeah, he just needs one of them to go in at a big price. And Scheffler's in right in the mix there. But just from past experience, You'd think Ram could outscore him in the final round. Ram, he's not the worst price, seven to ten Ram. As I said, I don't think he can win, but I think he can help us land that fourfold John Ram. And that, that fourfold of Ram, McIntyre, Willett, and Hughes pays 12.42 to one at a Unibet, about 12 to one with some other bookmakers as well. 
a nice way to finish what's been a very enjoyable open championship, a good leaderboard at the top of it going into this final round. It's going to be a, a terrific Sunday. So hopefully everybody out there enjoys the golf, get some winning bets along the way. Always gamble responsibly as well, people. And Dave Tindall, you enjoy it. Thank you, and you. Thank you as well to tour-tips.com for their continued support of these golf betting podcasts. That is very much appreciated. They're always at the front of the, the pods, but we'll mention them at the end of this major as well. And of course, we don't just do the majors. We're back with you every single week going through the golfing action. So make sure you join us every Wednesday as we go through the rest of the year. Bet Bites Golf is a sports betting media production. Our multi-sport Bet Bites podcast is released every Friday. Please gamble responsibly. Visit begambleaware.org for all the information. Sports Social Podcast Network.